0: Charlie Lester knows more about dating than anybody I know. She's Global Head of Dating for Time Out and was appointed Editor-in-Chief of the Guardian Soulmate website. And she's the founder and CEO of the UK Dating Awards. In this podcast, I got to ask her about the emergence of a hookup generation, Tinder's pricing model, and how to get the best out of online dating. But first, where did the idea for her world-famous blog, 30 Dates, come from?
1: I'd been dating online and um, I'd been quite hesitant to date online. It was back in 2013 and I got messed around quite badly by a guy who i just started dating online. He uh, I think the phrase now is is faded me out but at the time uh, no one really knew what that was and so he, yeah he just disappeared or ghost, ghosted me I think is something someone now says and um, so in response I decided rather than mope around for the three months I had left of my twenties that I would spend the summer um, going on as many blind dates as I could so I set myself a challenge on Facebook to go on 30 blind dates before I turned 30 um, and um, my friends decided I should make a blog of it.
0: How long, Charlie, how long did 30 dates online take?
1: Uh, so I had three months, um, so they weren't online, they, these were all blind dates. Okay. So um, yeah, so I had three months um, between, between you know, sort of getting my heart slightly bruised right. and, um, and turning 30, so I, I was doing probably about three, three dates a week.
0: Okay, wow, so what did you learn in uh, those three months? Human nature must have been exposed
1: yeah, I think what was interesting is I probably learned more about myself hmm. than anything else and um, I think I definitely learned a lot about what I needed in a partner and um, I think one of the interesting things about a blind date is that you're getting sent on a date with someone you haven't chosen yourself so I think these days we all have quite set lists of what what we want in a partner or what we think we need in a partner um, and I and a lot of the time online dating sort of um, only helps to um, exacerbate that because you're filling in a list, you're filling in tick boxes of of who you want. So what was quite interesting that I was being sent on dates with men that I would never have even considered going on dates. And whilst there wasn't necessarily anything romantic on those dates, I just learned so much about what was really important and you know silly things that you can't necessarily see on an online profile. You know you can't tell if someone will find your sense of humour funny. You can't tell if they've got an awful laugh or um, if they're stingy with the bill. <laughs>
0: Okay so what, and the the whole idea of lists and filling in those questions or, or answers to the questions do you think um you know as technology gets better and machine learning and all this do you think that technology can ever replace that chemistry or that spark in real life
1: i don't think that the technology can replace the spark i think what it can do is help hopefully help you look in in better directions um I mean, uh, one you know, one of the things I've always said about online dating is that you do need to meet up quite quickly because you can you can't tell a spark over email or over messages. You know, you can get on really well with someone, um, even over phone calls. You can get on really well, and t- but until they're sitting in front of you, you won't know if you fancy them. Um, I suppose what technology can do is offer you a wider, a wider you know, range of people. Yeah who um you know to at least try and find chemistry with
0: yeah sure so as we move on then to say the 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 tinder effect we'll call it and the idea that i i heard someone recently saying are we creating a hookup generation what's your feeling on tinder and its effect on say young people particularly
1: honestly i don't think it's actually changed much i think it's made it easier but when i look back to university and i went you know i went to cambridge i didn't go to a particularly you know, well-known promiscuous university, I went to yeah. you North know, quite, quite University, and people were hooking up all the time. They just found those hookups in different places. You know, it was it was perfectly acceptable to go to a nightclub four or five nights a week, and people would leave those nightclubs with strangers or people they half new. And I think it's just taken that step forward. You know, we live so much more of our lives online now than we did 10 years ago. If you look at how much time we spend on sites like Facebook or Twitter, and the fact that we have so much more access to to strangers outside of our field of, you know, friendship, our friendship groups, that actually, yeah, all, all it's done is allow you to have hookups with people you probably wouldn't have met in real life otherwise. Okay,
0: so the pool has got so much bigger. Recently there's been some discussion about Tinder and their tiered pricing. Now they're trying out this pricing idea in a few markets, including the UK, and it's tiered based on age. What's your feeling on that?
1: So I think what they've recognised is that people use Tinder for different reasons. And so yes, potentially younger you know, younger Tinder users are using it um for less for more casual purposes. Um you know, if you look at online dating as a whole, you have a whole range of sites and the ones that people view as the most serious, the ones that people view as the sites where you can find your potential husband or wife, are the expensive ones. They're the ones that do a lot more matching. Um, So, you know, some I I don't know the pricing point, but I think, I believe eHarmony is around £35 a month. And, you know, in that one you fill in 40 pages of questions about yourself before they can even show you someone that they think you're matched to. Um so I think in the same way, Tinder have decided, well realistically it's 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 not it's not a massive step to imagine that people over the age of twenty-eight are more likely to be looking for something serious than people under twenty-eight. Um but I think quite sadly they then try to translate that into their product. So they're not giving those over twenty-eight or over thirty-year-olds in the States anything more than they're giving those younger users. They're just realising these people are a bit more desperate and they're looking for something a bit more long term, so they're they're more willing to throw more money at the situation yeah. which i think is really sad um, uh, to be honest when they announced those price points and even when they announced their monetization plan i i felt, i was quite cynical about it i think it's i think it's not the best step they could have taken
0: and it's kind of it, it is it sort of creating the second best uh, idea this idea of being able to look back at people you previously swiped left on and that idea
1: um, I mean, the, the swipe, the the idea of looking back, I think was clever. That was something that people wanted from the very start. I think um, because Tinder's gamified dating, it, you know, it really turned it into a game and, and a lot of people do view it. You know, people, people are not necessarily on Tinder to find a husband, you know, Um they've seen it, you know, it's a bit of fun. I, you know, I've seen people have their phone pass around the office and everyone in the office kind of choosing people for them to chat to. Um, and, you know, it, there's, in a way, it could be really good, and you add that little roulette element, and you end up chatting to someone that you never would have talked to before. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that gamified element has meant that people do actually swipe on it really, really quickly. And the main complaint was, oh, I got so used to saying no, particularly from women who will say no a lot more than they say yes. Um, oh, I got so used to saying no that I accidentally got rid of someone, and, and then I just realized I him to get him back. And the nature of the app was that if you'd said no to someone, they don't reappear. Um, So I can see why they put that feature in. I just think it's quite cheeky that, that they went about the sort of price pricing points that they did in
0: that way okay as you mentioned the difference between men and women there what about different countries and online dating say um us i suppose spearheaded the the online dating market initially what about other markets and how do people use it or react differently to online dating and let me just to supplement that is there a stigma anywhere still with online dating
1: Um, I think in general, the stigma is actually really alleviated. I think the last couple of years, I think genuinely, I think social media has just changed so much that people are not afraid to chat to strangers online. And, you know, we engage with most of our friends online. So why shouldn't we meet someone new online? I think that that's been a really, really positive change. And I do think that Tinder has driven a lot of that because Tinder has meant that online dating is something that is spoken about really freely in in the workplace. You know, you're not, people aren't embarrassed anymore if you ask someone what they're doing that evening they'll quite happily tell you they're going on a Tinder date yeah. um, we, so when I was working at, at Time Out we did a global dating survey um, and we did we did look at online dating um, and people's responses to it Do you, do you know what, and honestly the only place where online dating wasn't the main source of people's dates was actually Paris wow. French people still want to meet people at parties and still apparently do meet people at parties
0: <laughs> well, um, maybe they throw great parties yeah, yeah. I,
1: I can't think as, you know as a thirty one year old i can 't think of the last time I went to a house party or, you know, where i didn 't already know everyone that was there um, but so yeah, so that's quite sweet, I guess and a little bit romantic. We did at time out we did name Paris the most romantic city out of that um, you know out of that survey, and I think we really didn't want to because it 's so cliche um, some of the other things that we noticed I think were actually um cities like new york where which you know from my perspective i had always grown up thinking new york was this great place to date um actually people were miserable you know singles in in dating in new york were really quite miserable um yes that was quite a bit quite a shock i
0: think finally charlie let me ask you so um be it tinder or be it uh, match.com or whoever um you've run some master classes on dating which is uh, a, a an accolade um Tell me what are the successful traits of the successful online data? Uh, do's and don'ts, and how to, not so much how to make it work, but how to get the best out of it.
1: Um, okay, how to make it work, let's have a moment. Oh, gosh, <laughs> trying to condense it into one answer. Um, I would say no one to give yourself breaks. Don't, don't turn it into a second job. That's what a lot of people do. Um, you do still need to, you know, remember that it will take time. It is a numbers game. Um, don't ever put all your eggs in one basket don't um you know until someone tells you that they're exclusively dating you mm. don't assume that because these days dating is a numbers game and they may well be chatting to other people um I think a lot of people get quite hurt because they see they spot one profile online that they think oh this is a person for me and really you can't you just can't make those assumptions the very nature of online dating sites you know is that people can talk to more than one person at once. Um, so I think, yeah, you, there's got to be a, a bit of an element of self-protection. Um, get out there and meet people. You know, as soon as you feel safe meeting someone, as long as you know that you've got enough in common, you know, you can do things to make sure that you stay safe, like meeting in a public place and stuff. Um, don't be afraid to meet up quickly because, like I said earlier, you know, you're not going to recognise if you've got a spark until, you know, until they're, they're sitting opposite you. Um, and one of the things I always say is try to avoid just going for a drink or dinner on the first date. Co- people think coffee is a casual first date, but it's not. It's actually quite intimidating to sit opposite someone with just a cup of coffee in front of you as an icebreaker. So I would, yeah, I would say get out there, do something you wanted to do anyway. You know, we've all got very limited spare time, so make most of it and just just enjoy yourself.
0: Charlie Lester, thanks for joining us.